Welcome to the Electric Wire podcast. We bring you news and views on the most pressing issues facing Wisconsin's electric industry from policymakers, executives, and customer and environmental advocates. Bringing you these discussions, we are the Customers First Coalition. Here's your host, Executive Director Kristen Jilks. All right, welcome everybody to the Electric Wire podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jilks. And for this 2021 Wisconsin Energy Year in Review Roundtable, I am joined by our special Year in Review crew. We're bringing back the gang from last year. So today I am joined by Carrie Templeton, who is the Chief of Staff to Public Service Commission of Wisconsin Chairperson Rebecca Vock. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. We've got Chris Hubbock an energy reporter for the Wisconsin State Journal, among other topics. Hi, thanks for inviting me back. Thanks, Chris. We have Heather Allen, who is the executive director of Renew Wisconsin. Welcome, Heather. Hi there. Can't believe it's the end of the year. I know, it's gone really fast. And we also have Matthew Spencer, who works in government affairs for Madison Gas and Electric. Welcome back, Spence. Hey, Kristen, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back again. Thanks everybody for being here. So let's jump right into it. We're going to talk about our favorite Wisconsin energy stories of the year. And Spence, let's start with you. MG&E had a bunch of fun um, announcements in 2021, ranging from, the, uh, so early in 2021, uh, the Columbia Energy Center announced that the, it's, the, it's retirement, um, approximately two thirds of MG&E's uh, coal-fired generation will be eliminated. Uh, by 2025 with that retirement. And then in the more recent uh, past, the Elm Road Generation Station announced that it will be transitioning away from coal. So as a company, um, we will be uh, um, eliminating our coal from our energy source by 2035. Um, I've mentioned this, I think, every single time I'm on the podcast that we have a net zero carbon goal by 2050. Obviously, eliminating coal is important to our customers. It's, it's important to us. And with, with, with those retirements, we have a number of renewable energy projects that we are, are that are before the, the commission. We have the Darien Solar Facility. We have the Paris Battery Park Facility, um, Red Barn uh, Wind Farm, and the Koshkanon Energy Center. So, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of fun things for the company. Um, we're happy to, uh, to get coal off, off the grid as fast as we can. Well, in, in addition to everything that Matt was just sharing, which are all very exciting announcements, um, I would I would add that uh, Point Beach Solar coming online in September of this year was a big advance for us, um, adding another 100 megawatts, which is still a big part of our solar portfolio here in Wisconsin. So that's huge. Um, and I would also say uh, probably an under under-recognized story last year, but it was a very big deal for um, solar businesses in Wisconsin is that when the National Solar Job Census came out in May of 21, we learned that despite the pandemic, solar jobs held steady uh, throughout 2020, which is a really big deal for, for the industry in Wisconsin. It was really, really good news for us. So seconding the coal retirement announcements and bringing online these new projects um, and energizing Point Beach. I think there, it was a really good year for solar, especially. I'll just add to that. I'll just add to that too. Uh, in our podcast last year, I mentioned the commission had approved 478 megawatts of solar. And then this year it's over 630 megawatts in 2021. It's almost 150 megawatts 
more solar in 2021 than 2020. And we already have over 600 megawatts pending in applications for 2022, and we're not even into the new year yet. So um, that trajectory continues to increase. So that clearly was a big story and a big area of focus for the commission. Um, we'll continue to be really busy, record-breaking a number of cases in 2021. Um, and continuing on the theme of the transition to zero carbon, the commission opened a docket, a generic docket called the Roadmap to Zero Carbon to look at the various pieces in one place instead of um, individual docket by docket that comes to the commission. So uh, we'll be seeing a lot more related to that docket, especially right at the beginning of the new year, there's going to be a workshop and performance-based regulation in January. Very excited for that one. Thanks, Carrie. How about you, Chris? Um, kind of piggybacking on Matt's, um, you know, it's not just MG&E, we're really basically looking at the end of coal for Wisconsin and out, you know, with, especially with Columbia and then with, um, with WEX announcement that they're gonna, I think they said that coal would be immaterial. Uh, their use of coal would be immaterial by 2030 um, means we're, there's really just one small plant left in Wisconsin that doesn't have a retirement or repower date to it. So that's a, that's a big milestone for a state that's been really heavy dependent on coal for a long time. That's very true. All right, Chris, I'm going to stick with you um, for the next question. What were the top sustainable energy developments of the year for you? Hard to pick one. Um, I think, you know, like Carrie mentioned, it, it's almost hard to keep track of the, the PSC's approvals. I mean, they've approved so many solar projects. If I had to pick one, I would say maybe the um, giving Alliant the green light for like a $925 million solar investment in six plants. Um, that's pretty substantial and, and a big piece of, of their decision to close Columbia. Thanks, um, Chris. Spence? I think last year I talked about a few of the smaller solar projects that we have within Dane County. Um, one of them being the O'Brien Solar Fields. It's a 20 megawatt um, solar facility in Fitchburg that's gonna serve um, nine, um, um, so, well, sorry, several large customers in our service territory. It's part of the RER program. Um, and then, and then we're also working with the city of Madison, the school district of Madison on a RER program to serve the city and to serve the school district, which is, you know, it's going to help the city reach its carbon reduction goals, helps us um, achieve our carbon reduction goals. And, you know, those, I, I said the same thing last year, but these small projects also play a bigger part. You know, the large ones that I mentioned before, um, by 2023, um, those projects are expected to help power more than 26,000 households in our service territory um, and then thousands more across the state because we only own a portion of them. We, we call on with another utility in Wisconsin, um, like energy group. So, I mean, those are those everything. Every little bit helps um, for us. I think my first is uh, Forest Edge Elementary School in Fitchburg. It's a net zero school. We got a chance to tour that facility on our annual bike ride. Um, where we actually did stop by MGE's O'Brien Solar Farm, um, which was beautiful and seamlessly fits into the landscape. Um, but this net zero school really shows that if you can plan a building from the ground up, um, you can put in all these uh, older and new technologies that can put together an entire school system that is not 
need, um, not need at all, uh, natural gas connection, which is uh, a, a big step forward. Um, and this, this, this school, if you have a chance to, to see it, has um, technologies like window glazing that changes color to let in certain amounts of light and heat with the touch of a button. Um, it's, it's really, really fascinating and really extensive geothermal loops. So I just, I just loved seeing that. And I think the other stories that I am paying really close attention to are the development of uh, microgrid programs through the Office of Energy Innovation, um, the Bad River microgrid, which is definitely one of the biggest in the state now, um, and that's up and running. And then Excel's program to promote resiliency with its commercial customers through um, uh, integrating their energy generation, renewable energy generation and energy storage systems into part of Excel's managed uh, relationship with, with their customers in the grid. And I think as we move into the grid of the future, more and more programs like that are gonna become really important to help Wisconsin weather uh, extreme, survive and manage extreme weather events, um, but also manage our grid more efficiently. So I'm excited about all the all the integration of the new types of technologies that allow us to shift to clean energy um, more expeditiously. Heather, I was thinking along the same lines and I was gonna mention the Energy Innovation Grant Program at the PSC. There are some really exciting projects that came about from the grant program, including a number focused on res resiliency and um, you know dealing with the effects of climate change and some of these severe weather events. I think we're going to see more of those, including microgrids going into the future. Um, but there were all kinds of projects. There were 32 projects funded, and we actually put a plug in. Our next grant round is open right now, and the applications are due in mid-January. So um, we're excited to see what else comes about, because innovation will be key in the transition and getting to zero carbon. All right. Let's move on then to the top energy ideas of the year. Carrie, did you want to get us started on that? Sure. Um, it, and this one, I hearken back to some of the of what we talked about in 2020 and how um, expenses from COVID and affordability um, for customers is going to be a big issue in 2021, and it definitely was. Um, we had utilities um, apply for and put in place a rearage management forgiveness programs, which were really exciting, and then partnering with utilities on other tools to help customers weather COVID. And then the commission is also like taking a renewed look at energy burden and required the largest utilities to do an energy burden analysis so we can really dig in and talk about affordability for customers as we go through the energy transition. Um, and it's one of the key components of the roadmap to zero carbon that we'll be looking at. And I think it dovetails with some of the um, issues related to equity and diversity from 2020 into 2021 um, in ensuring everyone has access to affordable um, energy. So we're pretty excited about that. And I was excited to see that since I started in consumer affairs at the commission, it kind of gets back to my, my roots there. Great, thanks, Carrie. Spence, you wanna go next? Sure, and it's sustainable energy. Too. You know, it's, it's the fastest way, the cleanest way is the utility scale solar um, and the equity pieces there with that. Um, and it, I mean, for, for top ideas for us, we are looking at batteries, both at the utility scale with a few of the new um, projects that have been proposed. Um, and then also at the residential level, 
Um, we're testing residential battery storage. Um, there's several homeowners in the, in the Madison area um, that have a battery system outside their home. Um, we're looking at how we can best use best use that. But I, I, I just think that, you know, first it was, so, it was you know, how, how do we make solar affordable? Solar became affordable. And the next thing is going to be batteries and how do we make batteries affordable and um, useful for at the utility scale and um, at the residential um, at the residential level as well. So those are just two. I mean, we have a, have a couple more, but um, I'm sure I'll save them for later in these discussions. Got it. Thanks. Chris, you want to share? So I wanted to give the legislature some credit for um, thinking, uh, I guess, a little differently um, about this. The, we've seen a number of bills, um, community solar bill, um, third party solar ownership bill, a pair of EV bills. Um, I know that uh, that some of these aren't necessarily, you know, so popular with with the utilities, but um, these are issues that have been kicked around and and wrestled with for a while. With you know the PSC not really quite wanting to to wade in um, to the to the ownership issue, um, so uh, the legislature is kind of taking that up. And interesting that these are all Republican bills. So I mean, they actually have some chance of. Uh, of passing. So looking back at your 2021 predictions, what actually happened and what shocked you from this year? Heather, we'll start with you. So in my infinite wisdom, I underestimated Congress and I said that Congress would not extend this solar tax credits. And they did. And former President Donald Trump signed them um, before the end of the year. Um, in 2020, right before the end of the year. And so that was great news. That was great for the industry. Um, I think we were shocked again this November when uh, Congress passed the $1.2 trillion Infrastructure and Jobs Act. And that will provide, is providing billions of dollars for electric vehicles, microgrids, shoring up the electric grid. All of that money will be coming into Wisconsin to help strengthen um, the infrastructure to build um, charging stations and um, support transmission and distribution lines and, and, and microgrids, which is exciting. And so we still haven't reached uh, approval or passage of Build Back Better, uh, which would be even more investment in these areas um, and extend tax credits further, make the tax credits um, available to more types of entities, non-taxable entities like tribal groups, um, nonprofit organizations, congregations, um, reaching really reaching into um, new parts of, of, of our communities that haven't been able to access those tax credits, which makes solar so much more affordable and expanding the applicability of those tax credits to new technology. So we're really seeing a lot of progress um, on the financial mechanisms that can help advance and accelerate renewable deployment. And I have to thank Congress for that. I got it wrong and I'm really happy to have been wrong and I hope to continue to be wrong and that they pass Build Back Better and, and that Wisconsin sees the benefit, the billions of dollars of investment. Um, in fact, this is a little known fact about Build Back Better, but if that does pass, there are, there are significant funds in there to help manufacturers green their industry, reduce their own emissions. And we have a number of manufacturers in Wisconsin who make a variety of different types of things. And if they can um, invest those funds in their operations and reduce emissions, that'll help us reach our 
our, our carbon roadmap goals, but also help those businesses save money and make them more competitive in the, in the global marketplace. So I'm pretty excited about that. Carrie, you want to go next? I picked a non-energy issue um, as one of my predictions last year, and that was broadband and said it was going to be a big year. Little did I know in a few, a few short weeks, the governor would declare 2021 the year of broadband. Um, and like Heather, I had no idea Congress was going to allocate you know, hundreds of million dollars to the states. Um, and the PSC was given 100 million of the CARES Act funds um, from Governor Evers for broadband deployment. And the commission awarded those funds earlier this fall and will connect another 50,000 customers to broadband. So um, we're really excited about that. And it's not, the pace is not gonna slow. There's more funding, more opportunity. The work is not done. We're not at the finish line yet, but we have a path in sight for that. So um, broadband will continue to be a big issue at commissions and other commissions too. It's been a big change for us um, to have broadband dominate a lot of our work. Um, and like Heather said, there's a lot coming to state energy offices and on energy issues to the state. So we'll be seeing a lot of that this year too. Great. Thanks, Carrie. Spence? Carrie, I think you also predicted that things would be for, at least hoping to be back to normal by 4th of July. So thanks I for really, the reminder, Spence. I remember that. 4th of July next year. We'll do it. You know, but, there was uh, a window this summer where it was, it was about, good, right? It was about I did three have weeks. a normal 4th of July. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've talked about um, everything I can on, on our side, but behind the meter, I think, is 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 a step that we're working with our with our customers, just like the the value of, of smart thermostats and new technologies behind the meter to, to reduce costs for homeowners is obviously going to be important moving forward um, with the incentives that focus on energy can provide. You know, you're seeing technologies that can be purchased for homeowners or um, apartment dwellers, um, people of all um, income levels that can save money and lower their energy bills. Um, you know, in some cases, I mean, in most cases nowadays, your smart thermostats are cheaper or on, on par with, you know, traditional um, thermostats. So that's one thing that we're working with our customers um, and then also with um, municipalities across the, our service territory. So I made the, the safe pick that COVID would still be a story this year, um, which it was, although, I mean, the, the uh, utility moratoriums expired, um, but you know, I noticed the PSC is still kind of wrestling with the question of of uncollected or bad debt, and you know who's gonna who's gonna pick that up. So um, that was kind of a safe pick on my part. Um, my shocker for the year: um, I did not expect ATC to ask for the PSC to rescind its permit for the Cardinal Hickory Creek line. Um, that. Uh, uh, not surprisingly, the case remains in court, um, although surprisingly, it is now in three courts with, um, I guess, the state circuit court, federal courts, and now the Supreme Court uh, also um, taking up at least part of it. So uh, that uh, that How could we continue. forget that shock? Yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> yeah. one to include yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that no, that was, that was definitely not on my bingo card for, for <laughs> I have one more shock, and it's a little bit of a shout out to MGE and to Excel again. Actually, um, fixed charges went down. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big shock. So, I, I, um, or are going, I mean, you know, 
Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a big. It was. It was a big deal for our customers. Um, yeah. And we were happy to. I mean, we we're happy to work with the commission on um, our rate structure, and I know that a lot of people in the Madison area are very happy with that. So. Yeah, and by reducing fixed charges, you'll make. Um, it'll be more logical and more practical for folks to work on their energy efficiency and and go shift to renewables so i think that's just it's just wonderful news for for low-income customers customers who care about their emissions to do that all right let's move on did you have a favorite episode of the electric wire podcast this year i can start us off if you want um sorry sorry to anyone else who wanted to jump in right away but um I was looking back through all of our episodes and it was really difficult to pick a favorite, but I went back to January. We did um, a really long and, and detailed interview with Commissioner Ellen Nowak and followed by an interview with Bill Malcolm from the AARP. And the episode was all about utility regulation. I think we started with the question, why are utilities regulated? And it was really, to me, it was like a 101. Um, and it was it was a favorite episode of ours. I think it was our most um, most listened to podcast of 2021. Um, and so I think people are just uh, in general interested in that topic. Um, all any of our episodes this year that dealt with utility regulatory issues got the, the most amount of listens. Um, so I, I found that pretty interesting. Um, but yeah. I loved that episode and I, I had to read it right up there at the top. Also, we did the sort of highlights episode in June. Spence, you joined me for that. I loved that one too, because we were just able to pull some of the funnest moments. Heather, I think you, you made the list um, in that one as well, but it was just a lighthearted and fun episode as well. If you're looking to go back and, and get some of the highlights. Anybody else have favorites they want to mention? Yeah, I, I'm going to put a shout out for the solar panel recycling episode because I think people are really interested in what happens to a solar panel after it's done making energy. Um, and it does have some useful options um, to be reused or recycled after after its life. Um, but I'd also just like to say shout out on the podcast. I mean, it's been it's been growing and it's it's fascinating and I I think it really says a lot that you're able to turn like the regulatory structure into a podcast that is the most popular on a site I think that's that shows that people are really interested in what what we're all talking about and it's it's heartening well thanks Heather um the episode Heather was referring to um was from July of this year 2021 with Chris Stearns of Cascade Eco Minerals and I do appreciate you Heather for making that introduction with Chris because that was one of my favorite episodes as well well Kristen if you had done one on wind turbine blade recycling that might have been the most <laughs> popular I'm just saying I'm holding out for 2022 Thanks for bringing that up, Carrie. <laughs> Sore <welcome>. spot. We're still working <laughs> on it, I promise. I had a couple favorites and they are regulatory themed. I love um, when I get to hear commission staff get a chance to talk about what they're doing and working on. So I really liked um, the ones related to energy assistance with Christine Nieto and with Barb from um, DOA talking about energy assistance and the variety of programs that were going on because I think there was a lot and it was nice to have them walk through all the options. 
Um, and then Joe Fontaine sort of demystifying what was going on with the Roadmap to Zero Carbon docket and explaining the various pieces and steps um, to go beyond what the commission was able to discuss in his open meeting. So those were a couple of my favorites. But I, I did like the one you and Spence did too with the top power moments. That was great. Thanks, Carrie. I would say my least favorite are the ones that I'm on because I don't like to hear my voice. But uh, I do, I do, I did like listening back to the top ten. That was that was fun to do with you. And then, um, just like I mean, the loose and motors one is was very interesting. I think I said this before, but it's it's like this as technology advances, it becomes like cool. Like that that car, that vehicle is awesome. Or it's going to be awesome. Um, but um, just hearing about a, a car with 500 plus mile range, um, and then obviously stuff like that um, decreases range anxiety, which makes cars more attractive to more individuals. And as cars become more attractive to more individuals, you're gonna see more charging infrastructure. And that's what's in the infrastructure package, which is Wisconsin is gonna get about $80 million over five years. I mean, um, just everything just kind of ties together. It's, 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 it's all moving down the road. I guess, no pun intended, but that's where we're at. That's great. Thanks, Spence. And that episode with Daniel Witt from Lucid Motors was in August of this year. And I think what we'll do is we'll put links to all of the favorite episodes in the show notes so you can find them easily. Chris, did you have a favorite? Yeah, I also uh, was, was, um, was sort of, um, like the the Joe Fontaine episode, kind of a deep cut, but um, it, it was good to to sort of get in behind the scenes a little bit on some of these um, investigation, open ended sort of dockets, and uh, and get his his insight on that. So, I put this on our Facebook page, but my aunt who lives in Boston, hi Aunt Andrea, <laughs> she's a regular listener, and she listened to that episode with Joe Fontaine. I mean, knows nothing about the zero carbon docket, and she loved it and described it as wonderfully wonky. So um, I I loved that episode as well um, and highly recommend for anyone who's looking um, to really do a deep dive on on the zero carbon docket. Let's move on to our predictions for 2022. So who's willing to put themselves out there and make a prediction for 2022, knowing that we're going to get the crew back together again and hold you to it? I would like to make a prediction, but it's kind of it's kind of building off what Matt was um, saying about the, the federal money coming into Wisconsin for electric vehicle charging. Mm-hmm. With that, and then with the governors signing compacts to collaborate on regional um, infrastructure corridors and our work um, now on the Lake Michigan corridor compact for EV charging, I think, I think 2022 is the year for EV infrastructure in Wisconsin. I think that there's going to be a lot of progress there. The state department of transportation and the, um, and, uh, I think Maria Redmond's office are taking the lead on putting together some planning for EV infrastructure around the state. And I think there's just, there's finally enough, uh, momentum to make real progress on EVs over the next year. I love that Heather. And I want to, I want to piggyback on that and say my prediction is that somewhere in between Madison and Wisconsin Rapids, which is the only place I really want to drive my Nissan Leaf, which has a hundred mile range, there will be an EV charger in 2022. 
That's my prediction. I really want to manifest it and hope that it happens. All right. Anybody else with a prediction? We all have the same idea because this is my idea too. But so we have our fast charge. We have a, we have our charging cup coming online. Um, the Tesla superchargers are functional right now. The Genie chargers will be functional uh, by the end of the year. So I hope that we'll see more of these corridors like that um, throughout the state. And maybe cross your fingers. Like on top of the the money that's coming in from the feds, though, we can maybe take make use of the VW settlement funds at some point in Wisconsin. Um, Chris, you mentioned that's one of the EV bills that's before the legislature. Um, we're just kind of taking a look at it right now, um, but it's not just vehicles; it's um, just electrification in general. You know, things inside your home. Um, we don't have a you don't have a whole lot of opportunities between now and 2050 when everyone has their um, the carbon reduction goals, but there's only a certain amount of purchases you have between now and then. And hopefully we can work with our customers to uh, electrify. Well, I'll go out on a limb and say it's gonna be another uh, record-breaking year of docket work at the commission. Um, it's going to be busy with a lot more solar um, in the queue already, as I in indicated, we have a few um, investigative dockets going on related to buyback rates the roadmap to zero carbon that we mentioned, um, looking at energy burden, the strategic energy assessment is coming out, quad planning for the focus on energy program for the next four years. It's going to be a pivotal year and I'm really excited to work with everyone on moving it forward. So it'll be good. Oh, and have to mention broadband, of course. Broadband. Yes. Thanks, Carrie. How about you, Chris? Heat pumps. We're going to be talking about heat pumps next year. And I can say that with some confidence because I'm working on a story. So oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, piggybacking on, on what Matt said about electrification. Um, it's a big piece. It's a big piece of that puzzle in terms of, of electrification of, of buildings. And the technology has is not new, but it's taken a lot of um, there's been a lot of advances. And so, you know, like um, Heather, you were talking about uh, about Forest Edge. I was out there yesterday, just amazing. And, you know, they're, they're heating that giant building with heat pump. Okay, I think that needs to be a podcast episode as well, Chris. So <laughs> you- Happy to come back, happy to yeah, come back. You get your story to go viral and we're gonna like retweet it and help. And then we'll have to do a podcast episode on it. There follow. we go, we'll create our own echo chamber. Perfect. All right, so now for our last question. You had all the power in 2022. What would you do with it? And we'll start with you first, Chris. No offense, Carrie, but I would have Wisconsin I go and broadcast the PSC meetings and record them and put them on the website because that would make my life a lot <laughs> Would it? I might know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, your wish may come true. I'm not promising anything, but. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we are working on it. And shout out to Wisconsin Eye because they do a lot of work and there are now subscriptions available to Wisconsin Eye for, I think, some archival footage and stuff like that. So make sure you go support Wisconsin Eye as well as subscribing to your local newspaper. And podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that, Chris. Carrie? Um, if 
I had all the power. I would love to know what that last 20% is going to be to get us to zero carbon. There's a lot of agreement around the 80% and we're gonna be able to get there uh, with existing technologies and innovations that we know about that are coming, but that last 20% is gonna be the nut to crack. And with you know the energy innovation grants and other things and the work utilities are doing and stakeholders, I think you know we're, we're gonna get there, but I'd love to know what it is. I'm just dying to know. Heather, do you wanna go? Are you holding yeah. that? Yeah, if I, if I had all the power, I think I would pass Build Back Better tomorrow and I would get that signed into law. And then I would tee up all of Wisconsin's agencies and stakeholders to write the plan for how we're gonna spend that money in Wisconsin and those billions of dollars to make our state more energy independent and cleaner and um, save a bunch of people a bunch of money here in Wisconsin. That's what I would do. I think that's a, that's a really good question. Like how, how fast are these dollars gonna go out the door? And how are they going to be best used by state energy offices and by the commission? And just knowing that there's money there, there's money sitting in the sideline, and it, there's it's a lot. Whether it's the infrastructure package or the Build Back Better plan, Carrie, you're going to be dealing with broadband for forever. So I mean, forever. So, um, but as a company, it's it's always interesting um, as we decarbonize. Like, how is how do, how is our interactions with our customers going to to be so far, they've been very, very good and very positive. Um, our our shared solar program is completely fully subscribed to, and the only way that we can fully decarbonize is partnering with our customers. So they need to know what we're doing. Um, we're going to do our best to know what they're doing and and provide services that that help them behind the meter. And we'll do everything we can as uh, their energy provider. So I think everyone. Kind of hit on the points that I was going to mention, but uh, maybe not the heat pumps. But <laughs> yeah, awesome. So last year on this episode, I said if I had all the power, I would help people understand the value of electricity, and I think it's it's hard to top that for me because um, I think just continuing these conversations about our energy system are so important. And I feel really blessed that we got to do that again this year. And I always love to keep that conversation going. That being said, um, I'm going to switch it up this year. And I'm going to say that if I had all the power, I would find a subject matter expert to talk to me about wind turbine blade recycling on a podcast episode. <laughs> And so I'm just like throwing these things out there so I can hold myself to it um, at the end of the year next year. And then I also just want to go back to that um, charging station on I-39 around the like Watoma um, area exits, Highway 21, if anybody is listening, Westfield, Westfield would be great. Um, so also hoping that if I had all the power, I'd be able to just get that one installed um, right away. All right, well, that wraps things up for today. Any closing thoughts people wanted to throw in? Um, I know there's there's a few plugs I wanted to let you all make. So Heather, I wanted you to let everyone know about a big event you guys have coming up in January. Yes, our annual Renewable Energy Policy Summit is coming up on January 27th, Thursday, January 27th. Mark your calendars, register today at renewwisconsin.org. Um, and I will tell you, we have not one, but two sessions covering 
building electrification. Um, and there will be a lot of heat pump discussion. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be the place to be. And Commissioner Heedner is going to be a keynote. So I think it's going to be soup to nuts, a really great day of energy conversations. That's awesome. Thanks. Carrie, you guys have an event coming up in January that you mentioned as well, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to give some more information on that as well. Great. Thanks, Kristen. On January 11th, we're going to be having a performance-based regulation workshop. It's going to be at the PSC at Hill Farms in the morning. Um, we hope folks can make it and share their views on um, how we should look at structuring um, incentives as we move forward through the energy transition. Um, it's open to the public. It's structured a lot like the EV workshop we had. Um, so if you attended that, it's going to be pretty similar and bring uh, viewpoints from all sides. So I hope you can marry. Spence, Chris, you guys got anything? Well, last thing I just want to mention that uh, MGE um, recently joined with uh, EEI to the to a national um, electric highway coalition, which is committed to quick and convenient electric uh, vehicle charging. So maybe you'll. Um, Maybe the coalition will help with your, uh, your charging station on your way up north. Awesome. Thanks. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And Chris, tell us where we can follow you on Twitter. Uh, Chris Hubbuck, C-H-R-I-S-H-U-B-B-U-C-H. Okay. It's In addition to everyone and, subscribing. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. And Madison.com. Subscribe okay. to your local newspaper. Yes. Subscribe and follow Chris on Twitter. All right. Thank you again, everybody. It was great to see you all. Thank you. Have a great new year. Happy, Happy new year. holidays. And we'll see everybody in 2022. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Please support our work. You can subscribe to the Electric Wire podcast if you haven't already. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Electric Wire. Thanks also to the members of the Customers First Coalition for supporting this podcast. Our members are Dairyland Power Cooperative, Madison Gas and Electric, the Municipal Electric Utilities of Wisconsin, WPPI Energy, Renew Wisconsin, the Citizens Utility Board, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 2150, and the Wisconsin Electric Cooperatives Association. Thanks again for listening. We'll have a new episode next month.